his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs. Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. It's been quite a week here in America, celebrating America this 4th of July weekend. Uh, hopefully you got Monday off. Hey, I don't, so that's okay. And I really don't even have Tuesday off. I want to promote right at the top of the show here that Tuesday night, 4th of July, tune in because it's the one chance I get this year, well, every year, to do a full special that is the Wiggins America special. It's music for fireworks. We call it the American Soundtrack. It is the third annual American Soundtrack and hey, so successful, they're expanding it to three hours this year. It just had been two before. At least that's what I'm saying. Maybe there's clocks involved and things above my head that I don't really care about. I get three hours to play some American music for you, and it is stuff that whether you're barbecuing or you're just hanging out maybe at a lake or wherever, the fireworks start usually at about nine, and so I transition from doing just kind of some Americana music and, I mean, not like instrumental stuff some instrumentals but a lot of tom petty and fourth of july music you know just american music starting at eight o'clock on fourth of july night and going all the way through 11 and we kind of go through dips and and rises and things along with hopefully the fireworks i can't exactly time them to your fireworks but i can get close and so i try to so anytime between eight and eleven on the fourth Tuesday night, tune in. You're going to hear some music. You're going to hear me. You're going to hear some American history in there, too. That's always fun and parts of that. All right. So this week, though, looking backwards, the Supreme Court very strategically released a whole lot of decisions at the end of the week when the news cycle was probably supposed to be slowing down. We'd benefit that from that tremendously on this show being a weekend show, the Friday afternoon news dump. We get to cover it. It's kind of fun because a lot of the main shows don't get to do that, but we do. So just looking back over some of the big decisions of just this week, uh, there's been big ones in this term too, but this week in particular, they have decided against President Joe Biden's ability to cancel student loan debt. That is such a no-brainer. The power of the purse lies with Congress. This is constitutional. The only question this has ever been is this clause that I think it ended with Richard Nixon called impoundment, that the president could do certain things with, that actually Trump has talked about, if I get a second term, I'm going to use that clause to stop spending. Like he has said, even if Congress goes nuts, I will stop it. 
And there are ways he can do that as president naturally, and then there are ways he could use this clause to do it. And my guess is that you're going to see Joe Biden try to resurrect that clause himself, and by the time Trump were to even possibly get to office, that decision will have been decided. But for now, he cannot cancel student loan debt. That should have been a 9-0 decision, and it wasn't. It was a 6-3 decision because you have six judges, roughly five or six, who are constitutionalists and three who are politicians. The other decisions this week, gay rights... Um, but it, saying gay rights really doesn't encompass what it really was. It was free speech rights and religious rights all wrapped into one. I've said for years that gay rights and religious rights don't coexist. Um, you have biblical texts and you have um, other religious religious texts, the Quran, for instance, and so forth, and traditional Hebrew Bible, non-New Testament version that are at odds with same-sex relationships. And so you were going to have a clash of rights in America when you started lifting up gay rights. This is the natural outcome of that, and the Supreme Court generally has avoided the religious rights aspect of this, oddly, um, because there used to be, there was this case, it's always out of Colorado. Uh, Colorado must be moving hard left because they are silencing Christian voices mostly. And they did this with the gay wedding cake thing. Was it compelled speech? They kind of punted on that. They didn't really decide. Uh, they didn't allow it to go forth, but they didn't really issue a decision on it, if you recall. This is within the last couple of years. But it came knocking again because this time it was a Christian web designer that a gay couple went to specifically and said, you have to do this for me. And they said, well, the Christian designer said, we don't necessarily support the message. We'll work for you, but you can't compel us to say something using our creative talents that we don't want to say. That's compelled speech. The court will side with uh, the person that is being compelled every time, regardless of the message. And they did. It was, again, a right decision on their part. Affirmative action is the one getting the big headlines of the week. Because affirmative action has been a essentially court-created right for my whole lifetime since 1978. Now, 1978, the decision that they issued then actually kind of struck down race-based admissions, but it didn't fully. <clears throat> and so ever since then, it was like colleges had a license to use race-based admissions. And let me just pause there real quick. Instead of just talking about the court, this is one that really bothers me because I keep thinking about it in terms of what does the left stand for? Because if you are on the left, if you're listening to this show this weekend and you're on the left, I would love to know if I just came to you friendly and said, you know, what do you want a government to be like? What is ideal ideology for a government to you? I would love to know how you answer that question. And my guess is, and I'm putting words in your mouth here, but tell me if I'm wrong, that if you asked a leftist, what is a good government? They would say it's one that is equal to all or something along those lines. Like it is a government that has no partiality that is make sure that everybody is equal under the law, especially women and especially LGBTQ and especially minorities, uh, race minorities, which if they worded it that way, 
would be contradictory because you can't say, I want everybody to be equal, especially these people. <laughs> you want everybody to be equal or you don't. Um, whereas if somebody were to say to me randomly, hey, what do you believe is good government? I'm pretty much ready to answer that question, partially because of what I do. But I think this is common among conservatives that we all would believe we want limited government. Yes, there has to be government because you don't want anarchy, but you want a government that does as little as possible, focuses primarily on national defense and maybe infrastructure, and that's about it, and then stays out of the way when it comes to almost everything else socially, economically. Really, foreign policy is the only thing that even if you took a libertarian view on, you'd say you'd want them to be limited to just national defense. You want a limited government. You want a small government that stays out of people's way and just is there to basically arbit between discrepancies. Whereas I don't know, that's a very different philosophy from a liberal. In this case with the affirmative action, if a liberal says that their primary goal is equality, this case flies in the, in the face of that because you don't want equality. You want to grab certain groups and lift them up higher than everybody else. Because if you wanted equality, you would like this outcome. You would say, we want level playing fields for everybody. But that's not what you want, is it? You want certain rights for certain groups, and then you'll change that based on circumstances. I don't like that. I don't like ideologies that shift quickly with the times there's a lot gosh there's just so much more i want to say about this but i can't go on too much because we're going to run out of time we've got just too much we've got actually the pacific legal coming up at the end of this hour to give a more in-depth break breakdown of that decision in particular uh, because there have been a lot of other ones. Really quick, just the other ones was voting on Tuesday. The justice by a 6-3 vote upheld a decision by North Carolina's top court that struck down a congressional districting plan as excessively partisan under the state. There was some originalist doctrines there. And, uh, and religious rights concerning a cr- Christian mail carrier who didn't want to work on Sundays considered it a sabbath uh they decided on his side there too so uh just a quick rundown there we have a whole bunch more old roy's coming in studio and like i said stick around for the end of this hour we're going to talk more about affirmative action his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt and even after band camp he might not be the greatest musician but with the three percent annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account your goal of supporting his dreams thanks for everything mom and dad will always be worth it Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And 
sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. It's our favorite. Uh, our favorite of the two people. Actually, no. You're, yeah. the, le- you're the lesser of the, the two favorite. normal guests that we have. Right. So, sorry. Uh... You but you are that here. The intro. Yeah. Well, I, I I take responsibility for that. You should take responsibility for being so awful to be around, though. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Zero Hedge is a website that I frequent. I like their stuff. I don't know if you've ever been mm-hmm. to them. Yep. Um, but they it's it's uh, interesting because they talk about a lot of. Um, it's almost like. <clears throat> Not conspiratorial, but more like deep stuff, but it's it's financially based a little bit more. It's mm-hmm. like looking at money as power, yeah, you know, a little bit more. And so they, they do deep mar- market dive stuff, but then they'll also have stuff like this on their website. Ten very important questions that we should all be asking right now. Now, when Zero Hedge says that, I go... What do they know? Yeah. You know, so I figured I'd just bring these up and, and kind of come at them. I've read through them a little bit, but come at them fairly cold and see if this is something that, A, we even know about, and B, is this a question we should be asking right now? All right. Number one, why is the mainstream media so quiet about the fact that Joe Biden and his family received tens of million dollars from foreign nationals in an influence peddling scheme that went on for many years while Biden was vice president? They're asking why? Why, are we, media- why is nobody talking about this? Well... Durr, I think is the <laughs> the phrase comes to mind. Uh, it's amazing. I mean, it's a couple weeks ago now that this was breaking simultaneously to them indicting Donald Trump right. for holding classified documents as a former freaking president. Um, <laughs> and we haven't. And this is just sitting like there's so much more that will come. I actually am pretty encouraged that there will be more coming out about this, but. It's gonna take a while, and the powers that be are gonna slow walk it if they can, if they can even stop. I'm gonna just try to stop it entirely, but um, the House GOP will not let them. Number two, who was behind the absolutely massive cyber attack that just hit the U.S. government agencies two weeks ago? What? Yeah, I, I didn't even know that happened. Yeah, it says several U.S. federal government agencies have been hit in a global cyber attack that exploits a vulnerability in widely used software, according to a top U.S. cybersecurity agency. Um, yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody's talking about it. Nobody knows who did it. Hmm. I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, me either. Number three, should we be concerned that hail the size of baseballs is hammering some areas in the middle of the country? 
Yeah, probably be good to know. I mean, it seems like something just happens. <laughs> I don't know if there's any conspiracy there. Uh, four, why is New York City introducing vending machines where addicts can get crack pipes for free? Why Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. That's a good, that's a good answer. Number five, one recent study or survey found that 42% of U.S. CEOs believe that AI has the potential to destroy humanity five to ten years from now. Why aren't more people sounding the alarm and doing something about it if they are the CEOs of the world's largest companies? Obviously, they didn't watch Terminator. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When that skull robot crushes a human skull, to me, that hit me right here. Oh, yeah. And I'm pointing at my heart for yeah. you listening on the radio. <laughs> Why has, number six, why has the U.S. government been secretly stockpiling dirt on American citizens by purchasing it from data brokers? Isn't that supposed to be illegal? Have you heard about this? I have heard about that one. I have too. What do you know about it? Just that it's been happening. But but this is something that Obama started. It didn't get a whole lot of press coverage back during his administration, but he was doing that. He was. He even said he wanted to build a... A, a secret force, uh, governmental police force, and get data on everybody. Yeah. Yeah, this is happening. The United States government has been secretly amassing a large amount of sensitive and intimate information on its own citizens. A group of senior advisors informed Avril Haines, whoever that is, oh, the director of national intelligence. Mm. There you go. Uh, the size and scope of the government effort to accumulate data revealing the minute details of Americans' lives are described soberly and at length by the director's own panel of experts in a newly declassified re- report. Well, that, that makes it sound very ominous, but it's really as simple as getting somebody at Google to start giving you or the buy data it. that they collect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's weird that, like, like this is stuff we absolutely should be concerned about, but when I saw it, I'm like, oh, figured it was already happening anyway, yeah. surprised that it took a report like this to even show it. Yeah. I, I just, somebody needs to go in there and clean house, Roy. I, I don't know who that might be. Yeah. Somebody needs to be elected president and go in there and just start shoving some elbows. If only there was somebody out there. If only. Yeah. I think, actually, the top two candidates both would do it. Yeah. And I think they're both... Actually, I saw a report that DeSantis has already has a full plan ready to go for it. Wow. Which I was really excited about, because I know Trump's going to do it, but I didn't know about DeSantis, and he actually looks like he's actually more prepared for it than Trump well, is. He could he could really boost his his support by making that public. He, he has made it slightly public. The report I saw, the, the only like headline it made was that part of his plan was to move some of the agencies like the FBI out of Washington, mm-hmm. like put them in Arizona or wherever. Skokie. Put them in Utah. Yeah. yeah. Um, because he said the, the corruption is so deep in Washington that even if you clean it out, it's just going to fill back up with sewage. Mm-hmm. So if you move them out of there, it's not as if they can't talk to each other. But you're not having dinner with all the same people all the time. Mm-hmm. And the political... I mean, D.C. is, what, 90% Democrats? Yeah. So they're all friends, and they try to basically keep anybody out who's not. And they're all part of that system now. Yep. Uh, number seven, scientists are creating synthetic human embryos without u- using human eggs or human sperm. You heard that? I heard something about that yeah. in China. 
Uh, why is this being allowed, and what are the dangers if this sort of research is not stopped? So it, I looked into this a little bit. It's not quite as awful as it sounds. It's using stem cells, which I thought if you did it that way, it would sound like cloning, but it's not. Hmm. It's it's putting DNA together that's like a little bit past the embryo or the the initial creation stage, which is, you know, it's always intended for good purposes. How can it be used for bad purposes is the question. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's just, it's scary science. It's, yeah. You know, it's, it's where you go, we playing God. Number eight, why is a Republican member of the California legislature named Scott Wilk telling parents to flee the state if they love their children? Do you know why? Well, I could think of probably a hundred reasons. <laughs> in but, California. Yeah. The reason he is in particular is he says, quote, in the past, when we've had these discussions I've and I've seen parental rights atrophied, I've encouraged people to keep fighting, the senator ad, added. This time, I changed my mind. If you love your children, you need to flee California. You need to flee. Uh, this is in reference, I think, it doesn't say in this article, <clears throat> but I think it's in reference to some of the laws that say if your child wants to sexually transition wants to have sex reassignment surgery and you don't let them that the state could legally take your kid from you right. because you are a child abuser number nine <clears throat> excuse me why are americans so depressed according to a brand new report from the cdc nearly 20 percent of all americans have been formally diagnosed with depression during their lifetimes the proportion of u.s adults who have never have ever been diagnosed with depression ranges greatly depending on where they live, but a new report published Thursday by the U.S. Centers for Di- U.S. Uh, the CDC uh, finds that in 2020, 18.4% of adults reported having depression in their life, and that percentage is rising. And it actually goes state by state; it's higher in some states than others. I blame social media. I uh, I actually don't know why we are have to talk about that i think everybody knows that i don't know why that one made this list yeah it just seems like it's a it's an outlier for the list everything else yeah. is like did you know yeah. and this one's like according to a recent study people are sad like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. yes but what um number 10 last one <laughs> why is there an epidemic of cancer among our young people this early onset cancer now we're back into like the deep stuff right yeah. this early onset cancer epidemic as one s- recent study published in nature reviews clinical oncology dubbed it comprises a surge in the incidence of over a dozen different cancers in younger people since the 90s in countries around the world i didn't even know that was happening i i hadn't heard that specifically no, no i haven't either yeah uh but he's citing real studies deep deep stuff that's why i like zero hedge i don't love this author michael snyder I shouldn't say that on the radio because Michael Snyder's probably going to hear and be like, hey, you used to be your biggest fan. Wait a minute. (laughs) He gets into some deep stuff. Sometimes I'm like, "Mm," but I liked some of these, so I figured I'd bring it up. Old Roy, uh, we're going to come back and talk about a couple other things. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Guess what? Got the whole game back together. <laughs> it's old Roy. It's me. And it's Trisha. Hi. Hi. Uh, we were just talking about a few, uh, I don't know, not conspiracy theories, but deeper things that are... Maybe off the radar. I asked Old Roy to stick around. Glad that you could join us for another round of serious questions. Serious questions. Who wants to go first? Trisha. 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 Yay. Yay. Winner of $4 million lottery says he's going to buy a vacuum. After decades working as a New York City trauma nurse, a 68-year-old man identified only as Bill S. moved to Colorado where he recently won a nearly $4 million jackpot. What does he plan to do with those winnings? He chose the cash payout, so it's just under $2 million. His plan is to buy a vacuum. Smart. Serious question. Serious question. What is the most humdrum thing you would buy with lottery winnings? Oh, man. <clears throat> well, let me first say that that was also my Bill. story. And uh, my serious question, based on the same story, was going to be, does this guy suck? <laughs> get it? Uh, get it? Right? Uh, but I'm we're going to have a little fun. Yeah. We're going to have a little fun oh, on a weekend yeah. for once. Yep, that's fun. Humdrum thing I would buy? Mm-hmm. Like if you won the lottery. I think I would just like clean out my Amazon cart. You'd buy all the things Just in all your the Amazon stuff cart? that's sitting in there. You know, there's nothing really in particular. I really would mm-hmm. probably binge on weird food items. Like uh, I just watched a documentary about how Dr. Pepper was created. And it was the the saddest documentary I've ever seen because, you know, they're supposed to start and have this story arc where they, there's problems and then you find out, oh, you know, they're overcoming and then it ends happy. Well, this one is about um, Dublin Dr. Pepper, which is where Dr. Pepper was originally made. 
and they had all these rules that they weren't a part of. Dr. Pepper Snapple Group made all these rules, but they weren't a part of it because they they were grandfathered in. So they made their Dr. Pepper differently for years. <clears throat> they had all these festivals and stuff. People would come from all over the country and world to Dublin Dr. Pepper to experience their unique version of Dr. Pepper. And then Dr. Pepper Snapple Group just shut them down. <laughs> like they legally just said, we've had enough. And they shut them down. And now the town is just destitute. Could and that's the end re- of the documentary. Yikes. Could they just have rebranded? I I mean, there's a lot Formerly of known as. along the way because this lawsuit started in like 2010 and it played out over a few years. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like along the way there could have been a lot of, hey, you know what? Maybe we're doing things outside of the box a little bit. How about if we do this instead? Or, you know, there could have been a lot of agreement and nobody seemed to come to the table. It was like everybody just said, no, we're going to win. And like they showed the festival, this documentary crew showed the festival what it used to look like, and they went in a more recent year, and it was like, yeah, there maybe is like a fourth of the people that used to come because the bottling company changed its name. It's not really Dr Pepper anymore. <laughs> it was awful. now that sucks. <laughs> yeah. See how Speaking I of around. sucks, oh, man. what a pro! Right yeah, what a now, pro! I'd, I'd probably just buy lots of White Castles and Moon Pies. Mm. Oh, speaking of which, I have your birthday gift in my office. Oh, it's moon pies. Yeah. Yeah. That's Glad great. it's not White Castles because it's been in there for like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's White Castles. That is the smell. <laughs> Identified. Well, Roy, I guess you can go next. Okay. You ready for this? Yep. Here goes. Meghan Markle's public image has taken another hit. Ooh. As polling out of the UK suggests she is now more unpopular among Britons than ever. Oh, no. So the article, you got to scroll down like 45 screens to get this story. And it's serious question. Why? <laughs> Does what? it not seem why, like why a did somebody spend this much time on waste this? of everyone's life to, hmm. to write that article and to spend this much time writing that article when and the, the big headlines you usually... You're lucky to get, you know, two sentences. Mm-hmm. But we have time to write an entire dissertation. It makes you wonder how much somebody got paid to do that. Yeah. You know? It's amazing that anybody got paid at all. Mm-hmm. But, so, the question is why? Uh, serious question. That's a, just a worthless story. <laughs> and I think you've asked the right question, <laughs> which is not necessarily that, the usual subject of serious questions. That it does seem rhetorical. Um, I, I, I'm going to go with my alternate plan here with my serious question because Trisha stole mine. Mm. But that was such a good one. And I really, I got to tell you, I really had trouble figuring out whether I was going to ask, does the guy suck? Does the lottery suck? But what, can I ask you this yeah, in all ahead. honesty? What does that lead to? Like, okay, I get the play on words, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But how do we elaborate on that conversation? We You don't really. Is that any different than Roy asking why? Right. Yeah, it's funnier. Mm. Marginally, though. <laughs> I, no. And I Roy's know. delivery was on point. I, I'll agree with that. I mean, it, it was good while it lasted, but then we had nowhere to go with yeah, it. Yeah, we're both awful. Uh, here is my here's my backup. 
Uh, they got through college together, and when Grace Mariani took to the stage to receive her diploma at Seton Hall University this week, her service dog, Justin, was right beside her. Mm-hmm. Her fellow graduates cheered as school president Joseph Nyer handed Mariani her diploma. She earned a B.S. in education, graduating magna cum laude. Then Nairi held out a diploma for Justin, and the crowd inside the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey erupted. The scene was captured on video by the school. They gave the dog a diploma, too. Aww. Smart doggo. Question. Serious question. Why? (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Serious question. Serious question. Is it cool to name dogs people names like Justin? Yes. Sorry. I don't agree. No? No. You want to name your dog Cookie or something? Well, no, my dogs both have human names. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, uh, I'm going to abstain from that one. What are your dog's names? Annie and Ginger. Ginger's, Ginger's borderline. Yeah. yeah, that could go either way. Uh, people names? I'm cool with it. Yeah? Yeah. I had a friend who named his dog Steve. Yep, love that. The and most I like that. obvious, like the ones that are the best are the ones that are the most standard human yes. names. Yes, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew. Like, exactly. What? Yeah. Do you have a dog? I do. Luther. So, okay, okay. that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I really like Justin. I've yeah, never, Justin's never thought great. about that one for a dog. Josh. I like, like Justin. Yeah. You know. I, I honestly, my daughter is so good at coming up with dog names. Uh, that if we ever get a dog, she probably is just going to take control and we're going to go with whatever she comes up with. But before we had kids, I was convinced that if we got a dog, that dog's name is going to be Andy Griffith. Just because. It's such a weird thing to name a dog. And if you call it Andy, it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. If you call it Andy Griffith, I if you're yelling out in the back. I think the mm-hmm. full name is, is <clears throat> I'm on board with that I entirely. Do too. Yeah. I do too. Would you say that this is one of the worst serious questions we've ever done? It's not great. I've done some pretty bad ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I know. But this is this is up there. Yeah. 97.1 FM Talk. This is Wiggins America. I've got Joshua Thompson on the phone. He's from Pacific Legal. Sen- senior attorney. Thanks for making time for us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So I wanted to ask you about what everybody's talking about in the last, well, I don't know, well, today and yesterday and so forth. Uh, these Supreme Court decisions that are coming down, specifically the one concerning the Harvard and UNC universities. I- instead of me trying to explain them and get into the implications of them, I'm just going to ask you, explain the case itself, if you could. Sure. Harvard uh, College and the University of North Carolina obviously uh, have different criteria for admitting their freshman classes. Sometimes they use legacy preferences. Sometimes they use if you are an athlete. But one thing that they also have done in the past is they have used race as a significant factor in determining who gets admission to their universities. Um, Today, or or six, six, seven years ago, that admission system was challenged by a group of Asian American students as discriminating against them. In other words, they were saying that Harvard and North Carolina were discriminating against Asian American students in their admissions process. After eight years of litigation, that case made its way to the Supreme Court. And yesterday or today, the Supreme Court held unequivocally that what Harvard and North Carolina had done was in violation of the Equal Protection Clause, and they must cease using race as a factor in their admissions decisions. Okay. So 
That said, everybody's talking about, wow, this is uh, unprecedented. Basically, they, they broke with previous precedent. Is that right? I don't think that's right at all. In fact, the Supreme Court, interestingly, did not even overrule any of its prior precedents. Now, the Supreme Court clarified its decision in Grutter. Grutter was a case from 2003 that allowed the University of Michigan Law School to use preferences to admit uh, students to its class. But Grutter famously talks repeatedly, and the Supreme Court notes this in its opinion in, in Harvard, that, that those policies need to have a termination date. They need to have some sort of plan for how they're going to end. But none of those schemes uh, at issue today had a plan. In fact, Harvard admitted at argument that they were going to continue doing racial discrimination or racial preferences for as long as they could. And, and they saw no need to cabinet to some sort of timeline that the Supreme Court outlaid in Grutter. So, no, I don't think it's right to say the Supreme Court broke from precedent. In fact, since the founding, or, or since the 14th Amendment was adopted in 1868, the Supreme Court has uh, repeatedly said that the Constitution is colorblind and that it neither knows nor tolerates classes among citizens. Brown versus Board says separate but equal is inherently unequal. And on and on and on, the overarching theme of the 14th Amendment is that you have to treat people equally with respect to race. So they're just going back to the actual Constitution. You know, I, 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 I joke about this with some of my more left-leaning friends, and, I, and they say, well, you have a bunch of conservative justices now, so of course they're going to con- decide conservative things. And I always say, you know, I don't really think that we have conservative justices. It seems to me that you have very leftist justices and then a bunch who are, would be just constitutional. Yeah, I, 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 I reject the idea that, that our Supreme Court justices are highly partisan and only ruling to like favor their political preferences. I think that if, you, if anybody actually reads these opinions, they are thoroughly researched historically uh, as a matter of the 14th Amendment's uh, adoption, as well as a matter of precedent in the courts over the last 150 years. So uh, to say that the Supreme Court is simply adopting a conservative position, I think, is is belied by the by the text of the opinion, by by the text of the Fourteenth Amendment. The Equal Protection Clause says every individual is entitled to equal protection of the laws. That is unequivocal. That does not mean that you can treat. Asians or blacks or whites differently on the basis of race. It means you cannot do those things. Joshua, just a, a couple questions. I mean, one of them concerning this case in particular is what happens now? You know, if, if my kids, who are not quite of age yet, but in a few years when they're ready to go to college, what will be different for my kids who are white than would have been before, or is there a difference? Yeah, my hope is that by the time your kids are applying to to college is that the idea that they are white is, is irrelevant to any consideration uh, of, of their individuality, much less whether they are applying to a colleges. The Supreme Court's opinion today makes perfectly clear that universities cannot consider race in admissions decisions, that universities must treat individuals as individuals. So your kids and my kids who are also not of age, uh, when they are applying to universities, they should be evaluated based on their, the content of their character not the color of their skin. But you're saying that might take a few years. Is this because Harvard has been so openly saying that they're, they're going to fight this at every turn, fi- finding loopholes and that kind of thing? Is that what you're saying? I, I think that Harvard certainly disagrees with the decision of the Supreme Court today and that there is speculation. And in fact, the dissent today hints that Harvard can try 
perhaps other racial proxies to achieve the results that it wants. But the opinion today makes clear that those racial proxies themselves are unconstitutional and, and can be challenged. You can't have a racial purpose and then try to circumvent the Constitution through race-neutral means. Harvard has oodles and oodles of data, and they know how to manipulate their admissions class in a number of different ways. But they can't, uh, they can't go with a racial result in mind and do that. Now, will they abide the demands of the Constitution tomorrow? I sure hope so, but I wouldn't get my hopes up. What are the checks and balances for them to have to deal with now that they wouldn't have before? Is it private lawsuits that might go through that in the past they would have been thrown out based on these criteria? Yes, I think that's true. I think that it's the Supreme Court held today that the interest that Harvard was seeking was improper. It's not one that's countenanced by the Constitution. So that opens the door. If Harvard tries to pursue that racial interest through other means, litigants and other, other students that are trying to gain admission and are discriminated against would certainly have a good cause of action to bring against Harvard in a future lawsuit. Joshua Thompson on the phone with us, Pacific Legal. You know, last question, really, and this is this is a bit bigger one, but in in watching these Supreme Court cases and, and rulings come out this week, uh, you guys have been there plenty of times. I've talked to some of your colleagues who also just argued cases between uh, before the Supreme Court even recently, and. With this Supreme Court, you know, the, you have what they call a 6-3 that, you know, a lot of decisions seem to be coming down 6-3, but a lot don't also. You know, you'd have some 9-0s, and then you have some that are 5-4, and, and they, you have those six justices that they call the conservatives, or as we would call them constitutionals, who don't always seem to agree. Why does there seem to be more dissent among the six than among the three, in your opinion? Yeah, I don't, uh, this goes a little bit to what we were talking about earlier. I don't know that it is a 6-3 thing. I think that there are certainly, it's certainly true that the different justices approach legal questions differently. But in our three Supreme Court wins this year, two of them were 9-0 and one of them was 6-3. But the 6-3 one, interestingly, uh, three of the dissenters were Chief Justice Roberts, uh, Justice Alito and Justice Thomas. So we had three of the so-called conservatives and three of the so-called liberals join in one of our victories this year. So I think it's fair to say that the justices are, are, are coming to cases with ideas of how they should approach the law, but I don't think it's fair to say that they're coming to cases with a preconceived notion of the result that they want to achieve. So I think the Supreme Court, I think it's also true that the Supreme Court is a position today where they have signaled that they are ready to return the Constitution to its original meaning and that uh, litigants like my firm, Pacific Legal Foundation, and other people that believe in, in freedom and, and liberty ought to be bringing cases to the Supreme Court to give them the chance to restore the liberties and constitutional rights that we should all be afforded as Americans. Well, Joshua Thompson, we appreciate what you're doing and your ability to uh, even carve out 10 minutes for us and explain exactly what's going on. Know you're busy. Know you guys are doing a lot of great work. So thanks for what you're doing with Pacific Legal. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, and uh, uh, best of luck to you in the future. Get more at 971talk.com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. 
Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.